0: And I hope you'll be inspired to write because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 120th episode of the Pencils and Lipstick podcast. We are trucking along over here at the Pencils and Lipstick office in the attic of my house. (laughs) in Virginia. Today is February 24th as I record this. And today you get me. I want to do a little update with you all. I have some really great guests coming in starting in March, but I thought that we would just hang out the two of us today. If you've missed a few of the episodes since 2022, we've had amazing people come on the show. I'm so grateful to everyone for taking the time to talk to me. I mean, it takes an hour out of everyone's busy schedule, but we've had Gail Carriger, Desiree Holt, um, Carrie Ann Ryan, Vicky Quinn Fraser, Ed James, like we've had amazing people on the show. Emma Desi, Stacey Juba, just shout out to all of you guys. Thank you for taking your time to, to talk to me chat about publishing and writing. And I'm excited to have a couple more people coming on, different writers, people who are in different points in their life. I'm not going to announce anything yet. I'm still putting together the pieces, but I'm also thinking about bringing in people to just have a discussion Um, and maybe not go so much into what they do although of course the links will always be in the show notes, but, you know, to have discussions about different things that are happening as they pertain to indie writers, especially, or or writers really in general, because even if you are traditionally published, you are expected to do a lot of things, right? And so I was thinking of having just a discussion on mental health, I am going to bring in some people to have like a group discussion on all the little things that we have to do, the decisions we have to make when sometimes life interrupts our writing plans, and obviously to give you guys a background on the people, but to really have it more of a discussion focus on a topic as well as having authors come in and talking about their books and the writing journey. Because I know most of you, that is what you really, really like about the show is the authors, you know, sort of their background, where they come from, how they do things, what their books are about and all that. So whenever I pull people on what they want in the show, they say they want more author interviews, which is great. I love author interviews, but I also think that we should talk about the things that come up as a writer, come up in our lives, Right. Before we go on to the show, there's quite a few different topics that I want to hit on today, but would you share the podcast on any sort of social media that you like to be on? If you don't like to be on social media, you can definitely send it to people that you think they would like just directly share in a text or in a message. If that's not your thing, I totally understand. Would you rate and review the show if you haven't? it's always good to have you know new <laughs> newer ratings um we are quite up there in the ratings and i thank you guys all for liking the show and subscribing and and rating it well obviously you know give me your honest opinion but it's it's great to have a couple newer rates and reviews i haven't done a push on rates and reviews since gosh and since right when the pandemic started so we you know i haven't done really a push for 2 years and it's about time I get some new ones up there just to make sure everyone knows that we're still in business. I mean, lots and lots of podcasts go up every single week in the world. And a lot of times you'll go check one out and it hasn't been updated for forever. So getting some new uh, ratings and reviews in there helps people know that I am still going, that we are in our third year and we are in it to win it or something. I don't know what my goal is, but as far as like years go, (laughs) I guess when I exhaust all of the authors in the world to interview, that's when we'll stop. (laughs) And once we know everything there is to know about writing and publishing, that's when we'll stop. Also, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash pencils, underscore lipstick, and become a patron. I've updated the page finally you can be a patron starting at $3. I added a $5 and $7 tier. Um, There's a $20 tier for anybody feeling super generous. And I added a couple different discounts and things that you will get. I've added some new posts up there, easy access for you as a patron. If you support the Pencils and Lipstick podcast, you will get 50% off one-time shopping um, for my journals at my shop and 50% off my writing course, just because it's pretty awesome of you to support the show. And then there's posts in there in which you can easily access my writing or reading newsletter. You can easily access the five-day writing prompt that is always free, but you can get it on my website as well, but that's just sort of, you know, to give you easy access as a patron. I will be adding other things as well as I go along, all the little things that I sort of sell on my site every once in a while, I'm going to put it up there for a deep discount for you guys, if not free, because patrons are awesome. And if you do become a patron, you can get a shout out as well on the show, because I would love to shout you out. So. When you do become a patron, I will greet you and you can tell me you know, who you are and what you want. Shout it out if you have a book or a website or whatever. So today, the first thing I want to talk to you guys about is being careful where you share your work. This has come up in a couple different places this week on Twitter. And yes, I'm on Twitter. <laughs> Gosh, that's such a black hole. But yes, I'm on Twitter. And there are some interesting conversations that happen and they're like, where to share your work, when to share your work, spending a couple of different newsletters, a couple of different people who I admire have been talking about it. So I thought I'd talk to you guys about it and give you my thoughts. There's kind of two different ways to look at this. First, I want to talk about sharing your work on your blog or on Facebook with the idea of like getting your work out there. I started. I think it was in 2019. I believe putting out different writing prompts, and I would put out examples of how I would use the prompt, and just sort of set a timer and get it out there. And the idea behind it was to show you a how rough drafts are just rough drafts, especially when you set the timer, and there's going to be spelling mistakes and stories going to sort of clomp all over the place, but. You might get sort of an idea. It might spark something. It might it might be worth then moving forward and digging deeper into that story, right? So my thought was to sort of show what comes out after a sprint. I would give a prompt and i I would encourage people to set the timer, and I would set the timer and sort of just write, 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 write whatever came to my head, and then I would share with them like it's not anything polished. It's nothing awesome. But it's a spark, right? And that's what it should look like. And it's okay that that's what it looks like. Now, one of the problems that I have found when I have taken some of those things and edited them, and of course, they've become completely different from what they were before, right? What they were in the very first rough draft of it. I have then taken them, edited them, this different work, and I have sought to Sell them or at least get them accepted. Most places don't pay you anything for publishing anymore. So, selling is a funny word, but you know, getting them published somewhere else. A lot of places that want to publish your work want work that hasn't been published before. And a lot of them consider your blog as a place that it was published. And it's definitely something I didn't think of back then. So, you have to be careful if it's something like i like the idea of sharing with people the evolution of writing correct like where it started you know the process that it went through and that was my idea in these writing prompts and these flash fiction but the problem is then finding a place <laughs> to publish them if you've already published them online um so you have to be careful you have to dig into the rules their regulations per place, all that. And they can have their own rules. And I have to respect that. It's just, I guess, something that I wish I had thought of back then. And, you know, it's not like there were tons of stories that were (laughs) worth editing and selling, you know, sending off to get published. But it's definitely something to think about when you're putting your work up on your website or on Facebook or anywhere else. Okay. Now we can get into sharing your work and what to expect from feedback. And this is pretty much what was being talked about on Twitter and by a couple other people this week. Asking for feedback on social media these days is probably not the greatest idea, in my opinion, okay? Just putting it out there and asking for feedback on Twitter, like you, you will be annihilated. For some reason... People really want, they feel better when they put someone else down somehow. I don't know what's wrong with human brains, but if they're having a bad day, they are definitely going to take it out on you and get that like hit of dopamine by putting you down. Is it right? Absolutely not. Do I wish people would not do it? Yeah. I really wish people wouldn't do it. This is true also on Facebook and it might be true on Instagram. Now I did share a lot of these like flash fiction writing, you know, sprint things. And I never got really bad feedback. That isn't to say that people didn't understand what I was doing or didn't have poor feedback for me. They just never actually sent it back. So, but I also didn't get like tons of any feedback at that point (laughs) in my social media career. The problem with Facebook as well is the same as Twitter. People like to criticize. They like to point out what's wrong. They like to chop your head off with the sword of truth, as Anne Lamont would say. That's like a, I can't remember the exact quote, but she basically says you can point with the sword of truth or you can cut with it. But I think people like to chop off heads with the sort of truth. A lot of people don't understand what a draft is. Like a first, second, third draft. A lot of writers don't understand what that is. So a first draft would be just like word vomit. basically, you're just digging to get this thing out. I, I think writers see it as like this movie, this almost like memory, this other world, this other plane of of time that they see in their head. And putting all of the story that they see in their head into words is not easy. Let's just get that out there right now. If you're not a writer, but you like listening to the show, it's not easy. Even if we could tell you what it's about, putting it into words can be very complicated. So the first draft is just getting it out there. Second draft is probably digging into your characters a bit more. Third draft is looking at your voice and seeing where that goes. I mean, it's third draft might even be like the story arc is everything there You know, fourth draft, looking into your scenes, every single chapter, does it have a beginning, middle and end? Is it leading towards the next chapter? Is it needed in the book? Is it moving the book forward? Your side characters might be a next draft. And of course, every writer does this differently. So it's not always, I'm going to look at my full story in the first draft and my full story in the second draft and all that. Every writer does it differently. But when you put something out there and just ask, you know, what do you think about this? They're going to look at whatever they want to look at. I also think that that's the problem with writers too, is we don't ask for specific questions. And Wired for Story actually has, by Lisa Crown, has a great page and a half or two pages of questions that you should specifically ask people. And I think as writers, we know what we're looking for, but we don't know how to ask the question. What we should be doing is like, how does this first paragraph make you feel about the character? whatever that is, even if it's your villain or whatever. In this setting, when I'm describing this setting, what feeling do you get? Where do you think the character is? You know, asking specific questions like that, putting things out on Facebook and just saying, what do you think? You're going to get a ton of answers. I do remember a long time ago when I was living in San Diego, I must've been 22. I had written this story about meeting my dad because it had happened just a few months before. And it was like, I wasn't, let's say I wasn't very well primed for writing nonfiction at the time. I was really trying to discover how to write it. A lot of my background came from high school writing in which, you know, it's pretty linear. I had never dug very deeply at all or at all. Let's not even say even deeply, like in writing memoir or how to do that. And so my writing was pretty linear. It was pretty like, this is what happened. This is what I was feeling. This is what happened. This is what I was feeling the end. And I sent it to a friend whose reading taste I really admired. And she's a smart girl. And I asked her for her feedback and her feedback was, Oh, you really need to work on the beginning. It doesn't grab the attention. I need to feel, I don't know. I didn't really feel as much as what you were feeling. and." I can't remember the exact words, but basically, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't the New Yorker ready, right? And obviously it wasn't. I needed to learn a bit more. But it was interesting because she couldn't tell me exactly what I could do better, but she could tell me that it wasn't ready. And because she's a reader and because she had a more literary. Taste, and that's what I wanted it to be. And I didn't know, you know, I was frustrated because I didn't know what to change about it. I just knew that it wasn't good enough. And it's okay that it's not good enough. It's okay that she told me that, but she was unable to help me get it to be better. And so, this is what I want to say to you on sharing your work on social media, on your blog, if it has especially if it has a lot of traffic from who knows where, you're going to get people's opinions who might not be able to help you improve your writing, but they will have no problem telling you that they don't like it or that something's wrong with it. You can also get people who like you are searching for how to improve their writing. And what they are basically going to do is reflect onto you what they need to work on. You know how when you buy a new car, all you see is that car. And when you are looking for a red car, whatever, a Ford, I don't even know cars. I don't know why I use this example, but basically you see that car everywhere. You are looking for a baby name here. Here you go. (laughs) This is what I can relate to. And you think it's a pretty unique baby name because you're no longer in school and you don't know what the kids are being called these days. And all of a sudden you see that your kid's name is everywhere. You know, once you've decided on it, this happened to us several times (laughs) and you either have to decide to go with a new one or whatever. So it's basically like whatever your brain starts focusing on, you start seeing everywhere. And so these writers who are focusing on improving their own writing They're going to start seeing what mistakes they make everywhere, or they're reading craft books and they're going to start seeing problems in everyone's writing. And this is an interesting conundrum because they might be able to tell you what you should improve, but it might not be what you were asking for. And they might not be able to say it in a very helpful way. And they might say it in a pretty mean way they might not tell you where you can find more information about it cuz you know answers on social media are usually like a couple sentences long or they're going to try to sell you on something you know go to this course or whatever slide into my dms you're going to get some weirdo like that <laughs> so i would encourage you highly 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 encourage you that if you want feedback you find a writers group you all know that I have the creative writing community in which we have a very safe place in sharing our work. And we are very constructive and very respectful in our criticism and critiques of other people's work. I know that Story a Day, Julie Duffy, also has a great community in which people are very constructive and very mindful of other people's feelings. So that's another creative writing Community that you can go into. I also know that Vicki Fraser, who was on last week, she has a group as well, a writing group. I don't know if they critique, but you can definitely ask questions there and people aren't going to try to make you feel stupid. Paulette Perhash also has a sprinting group and a writing community. A lot of people have these. There are communities out there. If you want feedback, good, constructive feedback, it probably will cost you something, whether it's time, whether it's money. I don't know of any great one that is free, but that doesn't mean that it's not, that there aren't any out there, right? They're not usually that expensive. You could also go get your MFA and get torn up pretty much. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Actually, people who get their MFA come out very, very knowledgeable there's Tracy Skews she has a has like a class it's definitely not free but she's great so i don't know of any free ones it probably will cost you a little bit of money but that is because people are putting in time and effort not only into their own writing but into organizing the group and giving critiques and making sure everything is running smoothly within the group but really between 20 a month to a couple hundred a month Depending on what community fits for you, is right for you, you can find that community. That's what I would suggest. Of course, if you have really thick skin, you can go out (laughs) on social media. I'm just not sure that it's going to be as constructive as you would want it to be. And I would say that that's probably the mentality of most people (laughs) that I have talked to this last week whenever I asked them that. The other thing I want to talk to you guys about a little bit is kind of what is expected as an indie author, as an even as a traditionally published author these days. There's so much that you have to do. If you guys have been following my saga <laughs> since October, I think getting coffee stains up and running, I'm still trying to get the print through Ingram Spark now because Publish Drive has. Shut me down basically. There's lots, lots of little things that have to be done because I clicked that box on expanded distribution in Amazon without thinking about it. Don't ever do anything at one o'clock at night. Okay. It's just one o'clock in the morning. Like it you're gonna make mistakes. That's just my FYI out there. It's taken months. A because nobody wants to have a telephone number to call and their email takes forever and whatever. You can get coffee stains in print from Amazon right now. And it should be through everywhere else very soon, (laughs) very soon. Oh my gosh. But here's the thing. You are an entrepreneur. If you are selling a book, whether it's one book or 20 books, you're a creative entrepreneur. And there are so many things that go into being an entrepreneur. So many little steps, your website, right? Your social media, your newsletter, collaborating with other people um, so that you can get your name out there. There's lots of things. And I just want to make sure you guys know that the the best thing that you can do is try to do as much as you can for free, right? Because you're a small business, because there's a lot that goes into creating a book. Um, a lot of time and money goes into creating a book. You have to pay for the book cover unless you're super, super experienced on graphic design, which, hey, if you are, kudos. And if you are, you should probably do it for other people for money <laughs> to supplement your income, right? You also have to you know, get your social media out there, set up at least a one-page website, and that costs money. Not tons of money, but some money. You should have a newsletter and you can get that for free to pretty cheap. You know, obviously, social media is free, but schedulers are not free. So if you want to get social media scheduled out, that's not free. There are like free art, like later.com has like a free version that you can use. Definitely try to use as much for free as possible. But then there are the little things that come in. Book Funnel is not free, StoryOrigins.com is not free, and those are promotion sites where you can get together with other authors and do promotions and newsletter swaps. They're not super expensive. They're completely worth it, but they're not free. Then you should do a couple different giveaways possibly, or other collaborations. And those are not free. There's so many things that go into being a writer, learning the craft a little bit deeper is not free. It it can vary from $10 for a book, And once again, I highly recommend Wired for Story with Lisa Crone. If anyone has connections to her to get her on the show, because she's so busy, please let me know. (laughs) I think she's amazing. And even if she can't, doesn't have time for the show for a while, get her book. It's very good. So it can cost from $10 for a book on the craft to a couple hundred for a course to a couple thousand for your MFA or a one-on-one mentorship. I know Mary Atkins has those. Amadesi has a one-on-one mentorship. Uh, People have group membership mentorships, like Caroline Donahue, I think, has one. Anyway, I know I should be like the one-stop shop for you to go find what you need, but I can't remember everybody right now. You can definitely find it. I just want to warn you that this, while you can put your book up for free, it doesn't cost anything to put it up on Amazon or Kobo or Barnes & Noble. It costs you nothing that click, that upload, writing and becoming a author, a published author is not free because there seems to be this misconception that it should be. So I just want to warn you all. Yes, there's lots of things that you can do for free, but if you want to keep learning, keep improving, keep streamlining the process, of course, the more books you have, the more things you need to promote the more you need to get out there, the bigger your newsletter list will probably be. And once you hit a couple like between a thousand to five thousand, depending on your newsletter, that's no longer free. The software is not. So just just beware. you know, getting your book edited is not free. Having access to Pro Writing Aid, the pro version is not free. <laughs> so you see all this? I just want to. To warn you, there is a misconception that you can, because clicking up Amazon and Kobo is free, that it should be complete. Everything should be completely free. And that's just not the case. So start collaborating quickly. ASAP. Start working with other authors. Start working with other people in the industry. Start making some connections. Start asking questions of people and how they do it. Where did they get their book cover done? How you know do they write their own book blurbs? How do they get it edited? You know, if you can't afford a developmental editor, you're going to need to develop your craft and your understanding of storytelling. Yeah, you can get a few books. You can get a couple courses. Those would probably be cheaper than getting a you know paying for several different editors. Just just understand all the little things that go into being. A writer. So it's not just writing the book. It is writing the book. It is editing the book. It is formatting the book. It is getting a book cover. It is writing the book blurb. It is getting an ISBN. It is getting a barcode, uh, depending on what site you're putting it up on. It is getting your newsletter going. It's getting your social media going. It is collaborating with other people. It is, you know, putting your book into promotions. Get the meaning. You get the point, right? (laughs) So I, for one, really enjoy working and collaborating with other creative entrepreneurs. I highly recommend that you do so. I have made a connection here with a photographer and we have done a lot of collaboration. Peggy Cormery, if you don't know her, Peggy Cormery Photography, absolutely awesome. If you're anywhere near the DC area, I suggest you check her out for your brand photos But, you know, I have done some writing and editing for her, for her website. And she gave me a discount for photos. Super fun. That's a great collaboration. Clearly not free, but discounted. And I don't think that you should have to do anything for free if, uh, unless you are, are getting something back, right? So collaboration means that you're doing something for somebody else and they're doing something for you and it's benefiting both of you collaborating on newsletter swaps on, let's say, if you want to do an anthology, say maybe you're good at website design and somebody else is good at making up some templates for social media, collaborate on that. You only know how to do that if you're making connections, right? So you do have to put yourself out there make connections, introduce yourself via social media, via whatever it is. And, you know, just keep going, start making this network a little bit bigger as you're writing your book. And as you move into your author career, because every step that you take in advancement is probably going to cost something, right? Let's say I I paid for a social media scheduler because I had like three different accounts on all these different free ones and it was just too much. It was absolutely too much. So I did find one. So, you know, that cost me money, but if I didn't do that, it would cost me time. And that's what, that was the exchange that I was making. Um, I was willing to pay a little bit every month to get back the time that it was costing me, putting it across all these different schedulers. So that is what you have to think of as you advance. If you're working on your first book, most likely not a lot of the supplies yet. But just know, just keep it in the back of your head that the more books you get out, the farther you go in this career, most likely you're going to have to do this exchange and money is probably going to be involved, right? On the other hand, you should be making money. So there's always a silver lining. <laughs> yes. All right. So those were the two things that I wanted to talk to you guys about today. I would love to hear from you. What do you think about sharing your writing, your creativity on social media or your blog? Have you ever had like bad comments, which I hope you never have? And how did you deal with it? If that has happened or what what are your thoughts? Do you agree with me? Do you not agree with me? It's okay. It's a conversation, right? You can find me on Twitter at pencils and spelled out lipstick. Um, I'd love to hear what you think about that. Also, what are the pros and cons about this idea that it does cost to be a creative entrepreneur and all authors are creative entrepreneurs. What have you found that is totally worth the money? And maybe what hacks have you found to save money on things or where you see that you're not paying for anything because you found a great deal versus everyone else paying for stuff? What do you find worth paying for? What do you find better doing? For free, I don't know. Let's let's share with each other. Let's see if we can help each other out. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter, pencils and lipstick, all spelled out. Um, that's probably the best way to have a conversation about this. So next week we will be back with interviews. I'm very excited about these ideas that I have with conversations as well. So I'll let you know all about that it is almost March. So I hope that you have a wonderful first week of March and I'll see you back next week. Hey, you're still listening. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group.